1: we're looking at the book of joshua chapter one the bible tells us from that verse of the scripture it says after the death of moses the servant of the lord it came to pass that the lord spoke to joshua the son of nun moses assistant saying moses my servant is dead now therefore arise go over this jordan you and all these people to the land which i am going to give them the children of israel every place the soul of your fish shall tread upon i have given you As I said to Moses, from the wilderness of this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittite and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and be of good courage. For this people you shall shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and be, and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, command you. Do not turn to the right or to the left, hand, or to the left, hand, or, uh, or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for, for then, you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This was the law word of the Almighty God to Joshua when they were standing very close to the edge of that particular promised land this verse of the scripture tells us that more israel was getting ready to be able to cross into the land to possess the land that god was about to give them they were about they were at the edge of that particular promised land they were at the verge of a new beginning and the bible tells us that the lord almighty after the death of moses the lord almighty appeared unto joshua and the lord said to joshua and said okay boy listen i'm about to give you the formula For success when you get into this promised land. The Lord was basically saying to Joshua. He said if you want to succeed in this promised land that you are about to enter. If you are going to succeed in this promised land that you are about to enter. Here are a couple of things that you need to put in mind. Here is the formula that I am giving unto you. Number one, you must come to term with your pasts. In other words, as you are going into this promised land. Do not continue to dwell on what has happened in the past. Do not continue to sit down and say, okay, this used to be a good day. This used to be how life was. He said, do not dwell on your past. Say, my, Moses, my servant is dead. Moses is gone. There's nothing you can do about it. He's gone. It's not coming back. You are now in charge. So if you are going to succeed in this new, in this new land that you're about to possess, say, make sure, number one, you come to term with your past. Number two, make sure you move forward. He said, and now therefore arise and go over this Jordan. In other words, don't stand still. Don't remain on the same spot. Move forward if you are going to succeed. Number three, say trust in God's promises. The Bible says, For every place the soul of your feet shall tread upon, I have given unto you as I said unto Moses. One, I'm giving you a promise that if you forget your path, if you move forward, everywhere the soul of your feet shall tread upon as you move forward, I am giving unto you. I'm giving it to you. So trust God, trust in God's promises if you are going to succeed. Number four. He's saying that rest in his faithfulness. God was with Moses all through the years when they were in the wilderness. He said, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Trust my faithfulness. If I say I'm going to do something, I will do it. That's why the Bible tells the book of Numbers, say God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. Whatever he said he would do, he would do it. You can take it to the bank, just like our brother said this morning. So rest in his faithfulness. Not only that, say, come. Say, walk with him in confidence. In other words, walk with him, knowing that he will keep you. Walk with him, knowing that he will meet you at the point of your need. Walk with him, knowing that he has your back. He said, Walk with him in confidence. He said, Be strong and of good courage. For unto these people, you will divide this land as an inheritance unto them. In other words, walk with me with courage. Don't walk half don't, don't walk as if you are not sure that you are walking with the Almighty God. And then the next he said, obey me without question. Only be thou strong and very courageous, and then do and be and that thou may observe to do according to all the law which my which my which Moses my servant commanded you to do. You say, obey me. When I give you instruction, don't question me. When I give you instruction, don't second guess it. When the word of the Almighty God comes to you, if you are going to succeed, take that word as is, the way it's given unto you. Don't try to analyze it. Sometimes it will not make sense. Sometimes you will not understand it. Sometimes you may have difficulty comprehending it. But one thing the Lord is saying to Joshua is that, if you are going to succeed in this promised land that I'm going to give you right now, if you are going to make success in this land, you have to obey me without question. Because I am the Lord that sees the end from the very beginning. I know what is going to happen and I'm telling you this is the way to follow. So if you are going to succeed, obey me without question. And then finally, if you are going to obey me, stay in my word. In other words, you have to stay connected with me. You have to hear the instruction from me and then carry it out. But you cannot hear the instruction unless you remain in my word because that's where I'm going to give you. instruction. Say, stay in my word. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth. Thou shall meditate therein day and night. Say that is the only way you can secure your success. That is the only way you can secure your victory. That is the only way you can continue to have victory and not suffer defeat. If you stay in my words. Now, Joshua got this particular formula. The Bible makes us to understand that as he was armed with that formula, he now decided to launch out to conquer the promised land. Bible said that he started by first of all crossing the Red Sea, uh, crossing the, uh, the, the Jordan. Sorry. He crossed the Jordan. After he crossed the Jordan, he sent the spies to look at the land. Uh, by the time you get to chapter uh, chapter five of Joy, the book of Joshua, the Bible makes us to understand that he now began to prepare the next generation of army. He did what by circumcising the children that were born in the wilderness. Because when they were born in the wilderness, they were not circumcised. And as long as the covenant of Abraham remained, circumcision is that particular thing that linked them, that called them that they were a special group of people. So they Joshua, before going to conquer the land, first of all, make sure he prepared the army, getting ready for them to become the people of God, the people of covenant. And then you get to chapter six. The Bible now tells us that Joshua now began to fight them. What they, you know, went into war and went into battle in Jericho. And you know all the story. You all know the story of Jericho, how Joshua defeated the I army. Mean, you know, defeated Jericho without lifting, you know, without lifting a finger. The Bible makes us to understand that after the defeat of Jericho, Israel figured out that hey. Our next battle is with a very small city called ai okay ai is too small we have beaten this very huge city called jericho we can take ai on our own the bible tells us by the time you get to chapter 7 of the book of joshua joshua and the children of israel now made plans and they went ahead and they fought you know to fight the city of ai but to their biggest surprise the bible makes us to understand that ai whooped their behind so badly that israel's army had to run and joshua was devastated. Bible says that Joshua could not believe that the army that defeated Jericho, the army that brought down the huge city, heavily walled city, the army that was able to pull down the armies of Jericho was now defeated by a tiny city called Ai. And the Bible tells us in the book of Joshua chapter 7, if you read from verse number 6, the Bible said then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth but his face before the ark of the Lord until evening, he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their head. And Joshua said, Alas, oh Lord, why have you brought this people over the, over the Jordan at all to deliver us into the hands of the Amorite to destroy us? Oh, that we, that we have been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. Oh Lord, what shall I say when Israel turned its back before its enemy? In other words, Joshua was saying, Oh Lord, what happens? Why did I fail? Why did you give me victory in the most difficult situation and then turn around and let me suffer defeat in the hands of the people that I thought I could walk over? You say you gave me the success formula. You said if I obey you, if I remain faithful to you, if I forget the path, I'm going to have victory in the land. What happened? How did I fail? Why did I fail in the land of Eno? Fail against the city of Ai. Okay? Many of us started the year with a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of energy. We want to do a lot of things. There are a lot of New Year resolutions that were crafted. There were a lot of promises that were written at the end before before the turn of the year. And if you, you know, just like you know, and we're ready to win, we were willing to win. We want some victories initially. But like Joshua and the armies of Israel, we are going to suffer our own setbacks. You are going to have your own challenges. You are going to have some defeats as you move along. If you are moving in this particular world and you think you are not going to have a defeat, you better think again. Even with our success formula, that we are going to, we are still going to have our own share of defeat and failure. Even with the best resources given to us, the best, you know, the best resources that 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 money can buy. Even when we are surrounded with it, we are still going to find that life will happen to us. And the question when all these things happen, the question when you face your own little AI after you have defeated your own Jericho, the question is when you face your, face your own AI, how are you going to deal with the set of defeat? How are you going to deal with the setback? How are you going to deal with the things, the challenges that life throws at you? How are you going to respond when you are, when you, how are you going to respond when you face your own challenges in life? The real question, you know, that is the real question. It's not whether you are going to have challenges. Everybody will have it. We did it in our time of Bible study this morning. You are going to have challenges. You are going to have your own time of setback. There will be time when things will not go the way you go. But the question is, the real question is, what will you do when life confronts you the way it is? When life becomes real, what are you going to do? The reason I tell you, the the reason is because, the, the reason this question is very important is because life challenges will come to you. Whether you like it or not. Whether you are ready or not, life is going to throw some curveball at you. Whether you like it or not, there is going to be trials. There are going to be disappointment. There are going to be situation. There are going to be situation that will cause you to become, you know, to become uh, uh, kind of unsettled. Whether you like it or not, there is going to be obstacles on your way. You are going to experience failure. Whether you like it or not. Whether you are ready for it or not, whether you have been told that you have never failed, you know, it doesn't matter. Failure and obstacles will come. Life is going to happen to you. The question is, when this happens, how do you deal with this? When you wake up in the morning and things are not going the way you are expected to go. When you are at a place of work and you thought that you are the one who is in line for that particular promotion that was given to somebody else, what are you going to do? When you wake up in the morning and the husband is misbehaving or the wife is misbehaving or the children are misbehaving or the money is not in the bank or things are not happening, what are you going to do? When life begins to deal with you, how are you going to respond? How are you going to respond? You see, my brothers and sisters, the difference between the people who make it in life and people who don't make it. The people who, the difference between those who are successful and the people who are not successful. The difference between failure and success in life is the way you respond to the failures of your life. When things go rough, how you respond is what makes the difference. Because failure comes to everybody. Challenges come to everybody. The people that you see successful today, they have suffered their own share of defeats in life. The question is, when these things happen, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond to it? That's what made the difference between those who succeed and those who fail. And please understand that when Joshua suffered his defeat at Ai, when Joshua and the armies of Israel were defeated, they had a number of options. The first option was that they could have easily given up. And say, well, we, you know, I I am not Moses. I mean, Moses is the one that has been winning and never loses. I am not Moses, so I mean, I can give up. Joshua could have said that. Joshua could have stopped fighting. And he would say, okay, we have already conquered uh, Jericho. Let's stay in Jericho and keep ourselves there and forget about the rest. He could have given up. He could have stopped fighting. Joshua could have blamed others. After all, it was Achan that caused the problem. It was not him. He could have blamed somebody else. It was because of the weather. It was because I'm a black man. It's because I don't have enough good faith. It's because I'm not tall enough. I'm not short enough. I'm not fat enough. I'm not thin enough. He can give all sorts of excuses for not fighting anymore. He can consider himself a failure and say, well, I'm not good at anything, so I'm not going to try again. He can give all sorts of excuses. He can hang up his sword and say, I will never fight anymore because I failed at air. He can say that. But instead of doing that, he did what every winner normally do. He did what every person who has succeeded in life, what that, what those people normally do. And they, and that, what they do is that they ask the very important question that happened to them. They ask, they say, and he said to the Lord, "Why? What happened? How come I failed? Even with the formula you gave me, even with the things that you told me how to do, even with the armies that you have provided for me, even with your presence, why did I fail?" He asked the question. And my brothers and sisters, if you are going to make the most, not just of this month, not just of this year, not just of anything that you are doing, but of your life generally. If you are going to move forward in life, we need to learn to ask the same questions of ourselves and of our God. You need to ask yourself when things are not going right. Say, what is happening, Lord? Why is this happening? What is happening in my business? What is happening in my career? What is happening in my marriage? What is happening in my relationship? What is happening concerning any any area? What is happening in my finances? You need to be able to ask and learn how to ask the question, why have I failed? Or why am I failing? Or why am I not moving forward? This is the question that will determine whether you are going to continue to remain on the same spot or move forward. And that is why we are going to spend some time during this month to be able to look at this particular question why do men fail okay why do men fail a lot of people booked a lot of efforts many people sitting here today they are not lazy many people that you come in contact with they are not lazy but why are things not added up why is the solution why is there no result for the effort for the effort that they put into the work jeremiah says that he said that the said there, i said wait is there no bomb in gilead is there no physician there then why are the daughters of my people not here? Why is there that the people are putting a lot of effort, but they are not getting the result? Why do men fail? That is the question we are going to be dealing with throughout the course of this month of February. For Joshua and the nation of Israel, we all know the answer why they failed. We all know that they did not obey God. That's why they failed. We all know that they fail because they sinned against the Almighty God. We all know that they they failed because they do not follow the instruction of the Almighty God to the letter. We all know that they failed because they had an Achan in the camp. But one thing I want you to understand is that for so many other people, the reason for their failure is not that simple. The reason is not that simple. They have not committed any sin. They are very hardworking people and they are doing whatever they need to do and yet they are not making progress. So why do they fail? Why do men fail? Okay? So the reason for some other people is not as simple as that. But that is why we are looking at this issue. But for us to be able to understand and answer the question why do men fail? We must first of all understand what is this thing that we call failure. What is it? We talk about success a lot. We train our children how to be successful. We teach ourselves how we can make it in life. But very few people talk about how do you fail? How do you learn failure? Because you have to understand what failure is if you are going to benefit from it. You have to understand what failure is if you are going to be able to take the best out of it and use it for your own thing. So what is this thing called failure? Now to understand what failure is, you must understand what failure is not. Okay? You must understand what failure is not. And for us, we must understand that failure is not an event. Okay? By that I mean, for students who are in this room, if you take a test, okay? Okay? And you get an F. That does not mean you have failed. It simply means you did not pass that test. Okay? So failure is not an event. When you try to move forward and something happened to you. And you are not able to get what you want at that particular point in time. It doesn't mean that you have failed. It simply means that you did not get what you want at that point in time. So failure is not an event. Number two. Failure is not unique to you. It's not unique to me. Everybody suffers failure. Everybody fails at one point in time in life. If you see a man who has never failed is a man who has never tried anything. If you've tried something of substance, if you have tried to do something that is larger than yourself, I tell you, you would have experienced one failure or the other. Okay? So failure is not unique to you. Number three, failure is not avoidable. If you live your life trying to avoid failure, you will find that that you will attempt very little. You will play it safe. You will never cross the road. You will never eat the things that you never see. You will never do anything of substance. Because if you try to avoid failure, you are going to live a life that is limited. So failure is unavoidable if you want to do something meaningful in life. Number four, failure is not your enemy. The fact that you fail does not mean the end of the world has come. The fact that you have not been able to achieve something does not mean that you are not going to achieve it tomorrow. The fact that you're not able to get something today does not mean that tomorrow is locked up. No! Failure is not an enemy. Failure can be a teacher and it can be your ally. Not only that, failure is not irreversible. The fact that you are not able to do something today doesn't mean that you can never be able to do it. Failure does not mean, it does not mean that you cannot reverse whatever ill fortune, whatever bad luck that you think is working again. It doesn't mean you cannot ever reverse it. So failure is not irreversible. Failure is not final. Failure is not, is not carved in stone in the life of an individual. It is not irreversible. Okay? And the final thing is that failure, your failing is not the same thing as failure. Let me explain what I mean. The fact that you fail a test. How many of us of here who are here? Many of us here at least, we have high school diploma, many of us have a college degree, many of us have advanced degree. In all your years of schooling, for those of us who are here today, how many of us have never failed the class? You never failed the class. It is not possible. It is not possible. You will fail at least one class, all through your years. Does that mean that you are a failure? No. The fact that you failed or you are not able to get something today does not mean that you are a failure. So we must understand that and that is where a lot of people get stuck up. Failing is not the same thing as failure. You fail a test does not mean that you are fail you are, that, that doesn't mean that you are a failure. You are not able to get something does not mean that you are never able you are never going to be able to get it in life. The fact that you are not making progress today does not mean that you are never going to make progress. The fact that you are not married today does not mean you are never going to get married. The fact that you don't have children today does not mean that you are never going to have children. The point you are making is that failing is not the same thing as failure. Now, if failure is not an event, if failure is not unique to you, it's not unique to me, if failure is not avoidable, if failure is not the enemy, and if failure is not reversible, what then is failure? What is failure? failure is a state or a condition of not meeting a desirable or intended objective in other words there is a goal and you are not meeting that goal okay that is what is defined as failure that's a general definition another definition of failure says that is a lack of success in doing or achieving something especially in relation to a particular activity in other words you are going in for a particular activity and you are not able to achieve success in that area Now, these definitions make it clear that at one point in time, each and every one of us have missed a deadline, right? At one point in time, you have missed a deadline. You are supposed to submit something to pay to your boss at work and you fail to submit. You are supposed to turn an assignment and you say the dog ate it. Unfortunately, for students these days, they don't write it in paper anymore; it's on computer. So you can now see whether dog at the computer. We want to see how you tell that kind of a story. But that's the story for another day. The point you are making is that at one point in time, all of us have missed one deadline. At one point in time, all of us have missed one particular schedule. We have failed, and you know, we have failed to reach a particular objective, which is, which means that at one point in time, we have not succeeded in a pursuit that we set our hearts to achieve. In other words, at one point in time, many of us sitting down here have failed at something. That's why I said the other time that failure is not unique to you. It's not unique to me. If you look hard in every life, you will find something that they have failed. You will find one area where they have missed a point. Now, one of the definitions of failure that I really like and I want to use for this particular presentation is the one given by a guy called John Maxwell. It's called the definition, he said that failure is the price you pay to achieve success. Failure is the price that you pay to achieve success. This definition simply suggests that if you plan to succeed in life, If you plan to make something out of your life, if you plan to become somebody in life, you must be ready to fail. You must be ready to suffer some disappointments. If you think you can just cruise your way through life without having any setback, my friend, you are sadly mistaken. Whoever tells you that is lying to you. You are going to have disappointments. You are going to have failures. You are going to have some times where you are going to have setback. That is why I said earlier that failure is unavoidable. It's going to be part of life. It is part of life. And that, is, and that is, and this is because the price you pay to achieve success is failure. Because you are going to, every now and then you are going to slip along the way. Now this definition of failure, which is the price that you pay to achieve success, tells us certain things about failure. Okay? Number one, it tells us that failure, what many of us call failure, is a function of our own perception. Okay? That's how you see it. A person looks at an opportunity and say, ah, I failed at this particular area. Another person looks at it and say, well, at least I know that this is not the best way to do it. It's a function of your perception. How you see it. What somebody considered to be failure, another person considered to be what? An opportunity to make something out of life. So failure, number one, is a function of your perception. Number two, failure is a function of your attitude. How do you react to it? Okay? If you give a little girl an ice cream, okay? You're going out, you go in the summertime, you go to the park, and then you get an ice cream, and then that particular ice cream, you know, the one that they put on the cone, as it's melting, the girl is having the best time of his life. And all of a sudden, somebody bumped into the little girl and that ice cream cone falls off, and it falls into the ground. Do you think what happened to that girl? That is the end of the world for that girl. You have, I mean, world has come to an end. Jesus has just come, and the rapture has taken place. Everything has come to an end. Why? Because that code has fallen down. Okay? But if the mother or the father standing next to the baby say, okay, take it easy, man, we can get another one. This is just a little, I'll get you something bigger. All of a sudden, the attitude changes. The mindset changes. The way you see that disaster is all, all of a sudden completely wiped out, because your attitude is a function of how you see the situation that happens to you. Failure is a function number one of how you see it, and number two, how you your how you feel about that particular thing. It's a function of your attitude. If you see it as the end of the world, then it becomes the end of the world for you if you see it as just an opportunity it becomes an opportunity for you so your attitude is a function of, your failure is a function of your attitude if you feel it is impossible for you to do anything you will not even try in the first place that's why the bible told us that when the lord spoke to joshua the very first thing the lord told him he said my servant moses is dead In other words, whatever illusion you've had, whatever idea that you've had about Moses, whatever fantasies you had about Moses, say forget about it. Whatever failure that you've had in the past, keep it in the past. Don't build a monument to your failure because if you do, every day you look at it, it's going to paralyze your movement, your forward movements. Okay? When you memorialize failure, you put your life on hold and you refuse to move past your failure. That's why a lot of people cannot move forward. If you talk to a lot of people, they say, yes, my father did not do X and Y, and that's why I'm the way I am. My father did not hug me enough. That's why i become something like this. You can continue to say all that thing, but your father did not hug you. That's a different story. But you need to stop building monuments to your failure. The interesting thing is that it doesn't have to be so. It doesn't have to be that way. The reason is because failure has its own positive benefit in the life of an individual. When a man fails, it gives him an opportunity to be able to take care of things. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a saying in the neck of the wood where I come from. They say when a child runs and he knocks his foot on the floor, on, on a, particular object and he falls, he gets up and he starts running. That's what kids do. But when an adult runs and he falls down, the first thing the adult will do is get up and look back and say, what caused this thing? Okay? Which means that there is a benefit to failure. There is a benefit. There is something you can always learn from it. So the benefit of failure. The Bible makes us to understand that this particular man called Joshua. After he lost the battle of Ai, The Bible told us that Joshua never lost any other battle. You never see any other recorded loss for Joshua. The reason was because Joshua number one learned from his failure. He understood that when the Lord gives you an instruction, you stick with it. He understood that you make sure there is no Achan in your camp. He understood that when you are going to fight a, fight a little city, don't assume that you can do it by yourself. Ask God for a strategy. A, J, J, uh, uh, Joshua, Jacob, sorry, Joshua learned his lesson after that very first loss, after that very first defeat. That is the benefit of failing. You will never learn unless you have failed in something. One of the best teachers you can have is the teacher of failure. A man who has who has who has been broke, a man who has known what it means to be broke. When you are looking into your pantry and there is nothing, and the kids are looking at you on the table, looking at you, you know they are not smiling. You are making you are trying to make life easy for them. They are, they are not smiling because they are expecting food on the table. And you open the pantry, there is nothing there. When that person comes into money, you understand what he knows the value of having money. He knows the value of having food on the table. When you have failed. One of the benefits of failure is, number one, you learn from it. Number two is that you acquire experience. Somebody was saying that, he said, the reason God sent David to the house of Saul was for David to learn how not to be a king. Okay? How not to be a bad king. Because he learned a lot of things in the life of Saul. And when you fail, you acquire experience. You know this is one way not to do this thing. Okay? For the young people who are here who are going after who are running after those young girls or young boys, you'll find out that when you talk to a girl anyhow and the girl say get out of my face, you know next time you don't go there and talk rubbish.
0: Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at ten AM for our Sunday worship service at two seven one one Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at seven PM. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.